We ready? Good morning, Rabotai. Welcome <clears throat> to Breakfast in the Class. Breakfast in the Class today is dedicated in celebration of the marriage of Orly and Benjamin Wagner, sponsored by Ruti and Rafi Fuzailov. Mazal Tov. Breakfast in the Class also sponsored by Yossi Levi as a Seudat Hoda'a. As well, dedicated in loving memory of David Bar Moha, David Ben Sa'ada from his wife, Sylvia, children, Yigal Asher, Roni, Yossi, Nir, and Shiran, and family. Uh, the week of Cobra was sponsored by Isaac Sasson, dedicated in honor of his wife Barbara, and in celebration of the birth of their son, Simantov Umazaltov Mabruk. Finally, breakfast in the class is dedicated in loving memory of Naftali Gad, Naftali Ben Leah Ben Nisan, beloved husband of Shifra Gad, father of Michael and Joseph Gad, Lily Ishai, and Peggy Dahan. Vayakom Melech Chadash al Misraim. A new king arose upon Egypt, Asher lo yada et Yosef, who did not know Yosef. So let's just go through the background again. We know that Yosef comes down to Egypt. He institutes an economic reform plan. He calls it Build Back Better. <laughs> but his plan actually works, and he puts money aside. And as time goes on, um, they eventually have storehouses that are capable of sustaining not only Egypt with food during times of famine in the region, but they wind up selling food to all the people in the entire area. How do we know that it wasn't just Egypt? Because remember, the whole reason why the brothers came down to Egypt was, was because in Israel there was no food. That means they were traveling from Israel to Egypt. People were coming from all the regions around because of the famine. So Egypt became spectacularly wealthy. And not only that, they were able to build up their infrastructure, their military, they became a world power and a world influence in that time. All that was due to whom? To this man called Yosef. So as the Jews and the nation, they grow, they get bigger, they become stronger. As time goes on, a new king steps up into the space, Melech Hadash Asher Lo Yadat Yosef, they did not know Yosef. Comes the Gemara, and the Gemara says as follows Rav Ushimuel, the Gemara says, Rav and Shmuel, Gemara Sota. Chad Amar, one says, Chadash Mamash. He was really a new king. Vichad Amar, Shinit Chadshu Gzerotav. One says, that it was a new king, and one says he acted like a new king. This new king comes in, and he's got a whole plan. He calls in his Egyptian parliament, and he says, ladies and gentlemen, we have a problem. What's the problem? We have a Jewish problem. Okay? This, this nation, these Jews, what are they going to do in a case of a war they're going to turn against us? There's so many of them. They're going to knock us out. They're going to take us out of the country. What do, what, what do, we, what do we have to do? Let's outsmart him. They start making them into slaves. And the story of the Jewish people's torture, the Jewish people's subjugation in Egypt begins. But it all begins, it all begins with this pasuk. The Jews have, they live on Easy Street in Goshen, right? 
And then one day, a new king arises, and there's a machloket, was it actually a new king, or was it a king that started acting differently? Now, what's interesting is, <clears throat> if you look at the Rashi prior, <clears throat> Rashi, at says it, uh, Rashi explains, Asher lo yadat Yosef, that did not know Yosef, Rashi says, Asa atzmo ki'ilu lo yada. He made it as if he didn't know Yosef. Who's this Yosef you're talking about? I don't recognize any Yosef. I don't see Yosef as a national hero. I don't see Yosef as changing the trajectory of the Egyptian people. Chalas. He rewrites the entire history. I want to focus on these two opinions in the Gemara. The straightforward opinion seems to be the opinion of the Pasuk, where the Pasuk says a new king stood up. Who's a new king? What's a new king? A new king. The simpler explanation is actually the literal translation of the Pasuk. Somebody knew. They went from uh, Ramses to... Uh, Wasn't it 94 years later? Sorry? Wasn't it 94 years later? If, even if that's the case, right? easier explanation in the words of the Pasuk, Vayakom Melech Chadash, means, what does it mean? And a new king got up. What is the understanding of the other opinion in the Gemara that says that it was not a new king? Rather, it was the old king who forgot about Yosef. So, I want to share with you, perhaps, a, less, a little bit of a lesson uh, that I think is coming from these Pesukim. Maybe the Machloket between the two opinions is simple. And what does it mean? It means a new king stood up who didn't know Yosef. Okay, he didn't know him. The other opinion says, what do you mean he didn't know him? That's like saying, oh, I don't know who George Washington is. It's true he lived hundreds of years ago. But you know what his role was in the country. If you were living there, if you're the king of the country, could you imagine? I mean, obviously, present, present, president excluded. Could you imagine a president says to you, I forgot who Abe Lincoln is? What do you want for my life? Is he alive in my day? He wasn't alive in my day. Can you imagine someone doing that? You're the leader of the country. A, you know, even if you're an immigrant to the country, you have to know who Abe Lincoln is. Never mind if you're a resident of the country. Never mind if you're a governor in the country. Never mind if you're the king of the country. How could the king not know? Now, let me add to this. In Egypt, they had a very specific practice. What did they do with all of the kings? They entombed the kings. They wrote hieroglyphics on the walls of the palaces, telling the stories. There's no way that the story of Joseph wasn't depicted on the walls of uh, of some, uh, you know, uh, the pyramid. There's no way the king didn't know. Says the second opinion, it wasn't a new king. He was just acting like a new king. He was casting Yosef away out of his mind. So I wanna maybe, if I can, explain that what's going on over here is not really a discussion about a king in Egypt, but rather it's explaining to us something incredibly deep. What is this new king over Egypt? Our rabbis tell us that the word Mitzrayim is a double entendre. 
Mitzrayim means the name of a city, right? It's the name of, excuse me, of a country, right? But Mitzrayim also comes from the root of the word Mitzarim, which means boundaries. The Navi says that the Jewish people, well, it talks about the time where the Jewish people were Ben Amitzarim, between the straits, that time between Tamuz, the three weeks, and Tisha B'Av is called Ben Amitzarim. They're trapped between two, two straits, two boundaries, between the first fast and the second fast. The Jewish people in Egypt were in Mitzarim, besides for being in Mitzrayim. They were boundaried in. They were boxed in. They, they, it got so bad that their consciousness as slaves was something so difficult to shake that for 40 years in the desert, even after they're free, when something goes wrong, what do they say? Let's go back to Egypt. Why would they say that? And the rabbis explain that when a person is a slave for so long, a nation experiences slavery for so long, it becomes imprinted on the identity of the people. So when things went wrong, what'd they say? Let's go back, let's go back, let's go back. Even though, even though it was so bad back before. But I want to share that perhaps this message is teaching us something incredible for all of us as well. A person has two kings. And either one king is in control of the kingdom or the other. One king is Vayakum Melech Hadash Al Mitzrayim Al Mitzarim. When a person is limited in their life, they're experiencing some form of limitation, of self doubt. When they're experiencing uh, a moment when they think they can't, you know, uh, buy the company, they can't ask for promotion, they can't ask for a go date out. They can't take a risk on the building. They're operating from a place of fear. They can't ask for forgiveness. They can't demand that someone apologize. They can't. When a person is operating in limitations, there's only two possible kings that are ruling his castle. The first king is Melech Hadash, and the second king is Asa Atzmo Ki'ilu Lo Yosef. And let me explain what that means and what that looks like. In your life, if you deny, if you express, if you say that you're afraid of change, one of the things that's happening often is that a person is forgetting how much change they have already endured. I can't, I can't do this. I can't survive this. I can't leave this business. I can't leave this company. I can't leave this relationship, even though it's terrible, even though it's wrong. When a person is stuck, there's two reasons why they're stuck. One is because they're operating in a new frame of mind. So because they're in a new frame of mind, they think they're in a new situation. They think this is uncharted territory. If they think it's uncharted, they can stay in this space where they feel like they have no idea how to operate. I remember once a young rabbi came to me. He said, Rabbi, you don't, you don't know. I've never had anything like this. I'm struggling with the, the board of the synagogue. You know, I tell them this, they want that. I tell them the other thing, they want the other thing. If I, you know, everything that I have with them is a fight. 
He says, I don't know what to do. I never had this in my life. I said to him, what do you mean you never had this in your life? Didn't you teach in this and this yeshiva in Israel? He said, yes. I said, aren't the boys in that yeshiva like the most difficult boys ever? He said, yeah. I said, was there anything that you said to them that they didn't disagree with you? Was there anything that you said to them that they didn't do the opposite? I said, the people in your synagogue are just like those boys. You think you've never had this before? Of course you have. What did you do with those boys? How did you not get frustrated when they didn't listen? He says, I said to myself, they're good people. They're good boys. They just need a little bit of guidance. They just need a little bit of love. I said, and your shul is any different? Sometimes the reason why we can't function in a new situation is because we feel it's a new king. You know, I don't know what happened before, but this is new. Most of the times, the new situations and the new challenges you find yourself in are challenges that you've lived a thousand times. And they just have a new name. This new king, what's his name? You know what his new king is, because the whole story of Egypt, we keep calling him. What's his name? Paro. What was the king before called? Paro. It's the same guy. It's the same situation. The issue in your business is the same issue. The issue in your family, with your parents, it's the same issue. There's nothing new that you haven't seen. All there is, is different versions of what you've already been through. The first opinion teaches us a magnificent lesson that when you think that there's a new king and a new challenge and a new problem, it's not new. You've been here before. All it takes is the time to be able to go back in your mind and understand that this is not new. The second thing, my friends, the second opinion is that when a person faces a very difficult challenge, Part of the reason is, you know why? Because there's another king. The king is, Lo yada et Yosef. The Kliyakar gives a very interesting explanation. He says, Lo yada et Yosef does not mean he did not know Joseph. Like I said, you can't forget the guy who saved your country. You can't. There's images of him drawn on the wall, wearing a dish towel, walking like this, okay? There you have it. You know who Yosef is. Asa'at smoke ilu lo yadayat Yosef. Says the Kliyakar. You know what it means? Asher lo yadayat Yosef. It means that he had not learned the lessons of Yosef. Yosef's life story was a story where his brothers were afraid of him. They were afraid of his gedulah, of his greatness. So what they do? They stripped his coat, they took his position, they threw him in a pit, they sold him down the river, he got put in slavery. No matter who tries to stop Yosef in the end, does it help? No. This king says, I got to stop these Jews. What am I going to do? I'm going to make them slaves. Didn't you learn the lesson of Yosef? That when someone's destiny is to be a king, it doesn't help to try and make them a slave? That's what it means, Asher lo yadat Yosef. The king didn't learn that you can't keep a good person down. So what does it look like 
to remember yourself. I think to myself, that there are times in our lives when the only thing missing is a little bit of memory. You know, oftentimes as human beings, we're capable of going back into our lives and finding all the mistakes that we made in business. If someone asked you, from the day you started your business, do you remember your mistakes? Look, I'm seeing, yes, 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 yes. You remember, and by the way, it doesn't take long. I invested with this guy, I you know, did this, I bought this building and failed, I did that. Easy, 10 seconds, you remember your failures. But how many of us remember our successes? Do you remember every time you closed the deal? Every time you made a buy? Every time you sold, you sold a lot? You don't remember the successes, do you? If a person could look back and think not about the problems in his relationship with his wife, but think about how many times you made her happy. Think about how many times you made your children happy. Think about the times you were able to stand by your friends instead of the times that you let your friends down. Then the king that rules over your limitations is not the king that forgets all the good that Yosef did. It's the king that remembers all the good. And I'm not even talking here about hakarat hatov in the traditional sense of gratitude. I'm talking about hakarat hatov in the sense of realism. Our brains are very powerful and they can paint pictures for us, sometimes which are completely disconnected from reality. Can I give you an example? Do you remember when you were a child and you were afraid that there was a monster under the bed? Do you remember walking through your house at night when you think you heard a sound and you start walking through, looking through the rooms, making sure there's no intruder in your house. Remember that? Remember the times when you thought something terrible was going to happen at work? You're walking on eggshells and the email never comes. In the moment that the fear is present, the person is completely incapacitated by something that doesn't even exist. A person decides that a relationship's going well. He's flying on cloud nine. He thinks for sure this is it. I'm getting married to this girl. Meanwhile, the girl don't even love him at all. This guy is living in an experience where he's, uh, you know, he's going to be happily married in five minutes. She don't even like him. Our brains can create situations that do not exist. So at the very least, Use your brain positively. Create for yourself a tapestry of memories, of successes. Don't be the Melech Hadash, Asher Lo Yadayat Yosef. Think to yourself, how many times did I win? I can't, I'm a terrible person. I'm terrible. I missed, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, can't, I drove in, Rabbi, you don't know. I drove, I used my phone on Shabbat. You don't know, Rabbi, by mistake. One time I went, I forgot this food, I ate it, it wasn't kosher, I can't. And I say to this person, you think you're useless? If you're telling me about the one time you used your phone on Shabbat, how many Shabbats did you not use your phone on Shabbat? 
If you're telling me about the time once that you weren't careful and by mistake you ate not kosher, how many times did you on purpose eat kosher? If a person doesn't remember the good, if a person doesn't remember their positive strengths, if a person doesn't hold that in front of themselves, that they are a powerful person that can do great things, then you know what happens. You wind up enslaving yourself and torturing yourself. Either of two kings rules the kingdom of limitations. A king that does not remember all the good that you can do, all the positive, all the power that you live in, or the other king is a king that sees every new challenge as a challenge they've never faced before. And if it's new, all my previous information is irrelevant for this. Those two kings, if we can avoid them, we lead immeasurably better lives. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen